you fired it first shot! Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 180! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. It's time for another episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. As always, I'm your host, Brant Tobler, and I'm joined by my boys out in Vegas, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Jay, I'll start with you. Uh, first week of the playoffs, games were in, a couple good games, a couple blowouts. How, how'd it go for you guys? I, I saw the favorites were 5-1. and one. I imagine that can't be good. Uh, you're, you're spot on. Uh, you, when you see the favorites going 5-1 and one at any time on anything, it's usually <laughs> not uh, uh, good for the bookmakers. And certainly the first uh, weekend of the NFL playoffs were um, – I wouldn't say it was a disaster. It was just disappointing. One, I was disappointed by the games itself. And two, I was disappointed by our results as we just couldn't get a win. Was it the Sharps that got you or was it the public or was it a mix of both? Uh, when the favorites come in like that, it's normally the general public. And, and that's what uh, the case was last weekend. The Sharps, surprisingly, were one in five last weekend and uh more importantly some of their late plays which is usually very very strong the late plays on dallas at minus three the late plays on the steelers at plus 13 plus 12 and a half plus 12 both went down in flames there but their only winner was uh they laid a little chalk on the bills at minus four we'll count that as a win for them but otherwise they were uh you know on the short end of things going one in five for the weekend Ooh, maybe they won't come back this week. <laughs> uh, uh, they're already here. <laughs> oh, they're already here. Uh, John, John, so when Jay says that, like, I think we talked about this one time earlier on the show. So when they bet earlier in the week, sometimes they're they're kind of phoning it up. But when when you take sharp money right before post, that's the ones you you really give the most attention to, I assume. I think so. I think if you see the whole market moving on a game right right at kickoff or right before kickoff. You know you're getting the real goods. Sometimes the the better groups will make bets on the wrong side early in the week to move the market to where they want, and then they'll come back over the top at the end when most books have higher limits. But when you see the sharp stuff, like 20 minutes before kickoff, the whole market went from Dallas minus three to Dallas minus three and a half, and they just totally no-showed in the game. And then right at, right as we were getting ready to grade the Dallas-San Francisco game, all these wise guy groups came in on Pittsburgh. They got blown out. That's very unusual. That That is not – to see all this sharp money come in at the end and see the whole market move. I'm not just talking about the Superbook. You know, the whole market's moving, and the plays not only lose but 
really were never even had a chance to win. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's that's very unusual. I can't remember a playoff weekend like that before. Hmm. Yeah, on top of that, Brent, we had one of our top players. Uh, he usually bets a, a good, healthy six-figure, uh, you know, wagers, especially during the NFL playoffs. He went four and zero. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so I mean, one of those I'll I'll say that uh, he he bet on Georgia, I believe, and then he went three and zero on the NFL uh, wildcard weekend. But uh, yeah, so it's it's been a rough start to 2022 we're not panicking you know we're not looking for sympathy we're just telling I, you the I results I'm <laughs> i know for sympathy, you, you you always say it. that i always i want yeah, it, man. i get ridiculed on the, twitter i want the people on twitter to feel bad for me when we lose i feel bad for you <laughs> yeah I, I want and i want the people to congratulate me when we win yes i, I like it um, so wait jay even so Everyone's New Year's resolution of being smarter, better, betters has worked across the board. You're telling me the public's doing good at, at hockey, hoops, everything so far? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> NHL, actually, the NHL has been really rough on us over the last month and a half or so. Is It's been very, very chalky. You know, we're not getting too many uh, upsets uh, in, in, on the on the rink. And uh, I tell you what, it's... Uh, uh, I'd say the hoops uh, about the same thing. It's it's been a, a struggle over the last uh, few weeks on pretty much across the board. I, I would say that um, college basketball. Well, let me look over the number. Yeah, college basketball has been okay, but the other mm-hmm. sports have been pretty rough. NBA, I'd say just okay, but you know not enough to pay the bills yet. But we know that will turn around. Yeah, it seems like in both hockey and in the NBA, there's like six really good teams and then six really bad teams in both sports. So I, I assume the public's just betting the favorites to crush those bad teams when they match up. Is is that kind of what's happening? Yeah, that's really nothing new to us. It's just that it's been very consistent winners for them. Uh, we, you know, as as odds makers and bookmakers, you know, we'll adjust these power rankings, and every time they go out on the ice, whether they're playing really, really well or playing very poorly, you know, those power rankings get adjusted, and you know, you're laying more juice or you're getting more points, whatever the case may be. We know that it's going to level out, you know, as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Well, all right, well, let's go to these games that we we got a better uh, understanding of what's going on because it's playoff time. A lot of people think this is the best weekend of the NFL. We have uh, four games this week. Jay, we'll start with this first game. We'll actually just go in order here. This early game, Cincinnati heading to the well-rested Tennessee Titans. Current line is 3.5, 47.5. Jay, is this uh, any news on Henry? Are, are we expecting him to play a lot, or what are you hearing on that? Yeah, it came out this morning, and he's going to start as we expected, and that's why the line has remained at three and a half. Very interesting game here. You got the the Titans opening up at two and a half. The total was forty six, but um, some sharp money kind of pushed it up um, over three. But also some places, including ours, went to four, and we saw some sharp betters taking four. So it looks like the sharps are on both sides here. But uh, some people have asked me already this morning, why hasn't the line moved with the announcement of Henry starting? And that was pretty much already built into the line. We expected that. John and I were talking this morning about how Henry really has, or reports have had uh, Henry ready for a couple weeks now. 
So it's, it's something that uh, we anticipated. I think the only question at this point is what kind of game shape he's in because you can't, you know, emulate that too, too well during practice. But we'll see. I think they'll probably share uh, carries out there in Tennessee, but certainly a big plus for, for the Titans there. Mm-hmm. John, have you ever seen a number one seed be so disrespected? I feel like nobody thinks this Tennessee team's any good. I mean, this is a team that beat Kansas City and Buffalo during the regular season, but I still think everybody thinks even if they get by this week, they're dead next week. How do you guys feel power rankings-wise about this Tennessee team? It's happened before. I, I can remember Atlanta was the one seed in the NFC, and Green Bay won a wild-card game in Philadelphia. They were the sixth seed, and they were favored at Atlanta the next week, and everybody was losing their minds. And then Green Bay won that game easily. Green Bay won the Super Bowl that, that year. So we, we, do, we do see it sometimes. Um, I'm actually a little surprised at how, li- how high this line has gotten. You know, we opened the game, Tennessee two and a half. And uh, we, we, like Jay said, we had sharp guys that were laying that right away and got us all the way up as high as four. I've been a little surprised by that. And, and I, I think the fact that everyone's on Tennessee and the line is holding at three and a half should tell you something. It should tell, it should tell you that every time the books go to four, the sharp guys are very happy to bet on Cincinnati. So I'd keep that in mind as we get closer to kickoff tomorrow. The, 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 there is sharp support out there for Cincinnati, but the public is absolutely on Tennessee here. Uh-huh. John, I just watching, I feel like uh, we're more worried about weather and injuries than COVID anymore. Does it feel like maybe COVID testing is, is oh, out for man. the rest now, of the now season? You, Brent, now, now I, I see what you're doing there, Brent. And I... I all I all I tweeted this morning was that it's it's very fortunate that nobody has COVID on any of these eight teams because I'm excited for this weekend. There's nothing to read into there. I just I just said, hey, good news that no one has COVID. Very fortunate for us football fans and people that want to write money on this game. I don't know I don't know what you're trying to get me to no, say, I'm, Brent. But uh, you know I'm I, you know I'm, I'm much too uh, I'm way too media savvy for that, man. Nice try, man. <laughs> I like it, Brent. It's, yeah, yeah. But it, it's I, a very similar pattern that we saw for the championship game. No COVID yeah. on Georgia or Alabama. That was I don't very think we fortunate. Had COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we had COVID last weekend either in the wild card weekend. We, we somehow did not. You know, COVID, COVID uh, is a fan of big games. COVID wants to watch big games, and luckily <laughs> we're here. So hopefully it'll continue. Continue to this late game. Let's go to this late game. Uh, this the the new uh, the new darlings of, of the media now are this is this Forty ers team everybody loves this Forty ers team Forty ers are heading to Green Bay currently Green Bay five and a half forty seven Jay I know you guys have had Packers as your as the top of your power rankings for probably the last six seven weeks when we have talked about it uh, are you guys what do you think of this Forty ers team that everybody's their new lovely one uh, underdog here how do you guys feel about this game. Well, the 49ers should be getting that respect because they they got healthy at right at the end of the year. Uh, they their running backs came back and they got back to their their original game plan, and that was to run the ball and take a lot of pressure off of Garoppolo. Uh, Debu is just, I mean, he's incredible, and I don't know how you defend that guy, but the guy um, is like creating this new position. I heard like a, a wide back. So the 49ers are at the peak of their game. I know there's been some reports about Garoppolo being injured and, and maybe not 100%. Um, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why the, 
the line went up to six. But as soon as we went to six, or soon after we went to six, we saw some very respected play come in on the 49ers at plus six. And the market currently is all five and a halfs. I think it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, what this line does heading into, uh, you know, Saturday night. And I'm glad it's Saturday night because it's one game that I'll be able to watch, uh, you know, throughout. Uh, and I think it's one of the, the best games of the weekend. Yeah. John, do you you think this line will stay at five and a half? And, and let's also talk about the total here because I, I'm hearing it's cold, cold, cold again this week up in Green Bay. But, I mean, that's what they were saying last week about Buffalo and that game flew over. Any thoughts uh, if the side will stay this way, and do you, any movement on the total? I I, I guess I still uh, I'm such a, a Packers homer. I still feel like the line's too low, and it's going to go up, it's going to go up a little bit. I just I, I think San Francisco should get a lot of credit because they won at the Rams, which looks even more impressive now to get into the playoffs. And then they won at Dallas last uh, last Sunday, but I kind of felt like Dallas no showed in that game, and San Francisco's a little banged up. Garoppolo's banged up. Nick Bosa left uh, left that game. Uh, Fred Warner left that game last week with an ankle injury. The Niners are a little banged up right now, and I just feel like everything is there for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers hasn't lost a game he wanted to win since week one. And I, I just I can't imagine, you know, famous last words, but I just can't imagine Green Bay losing this game at home on Saturday night. I do think the Niners present more challenges for Green Bay than the other NFC teams because they run the ball so well. They've got the great tight end in George Kittle, and they can rush the passer with four guys. But I, I just I can't imagine I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers losing this game. He knows that the whole table is set for him to win his second Super Bowl. It's right there for the taking. All he's got to do is just go out and execute. And I, I just I can't believe he'll lose to San Francisco and Jimmy G. Well, we'll see, man. Brent, you're gonna love this report. We were laughing about it before we started recording, John and I. But uh, there was a funny report coming out of the uh, San Francisco practice uh, practices this week that they had Trey Lance sim- simulate everything that Aaron Rodgers does. <laughs> and and I'm like, to do that, uh, right? I go, oh, could you could you ask Drew Locke to do the same thing? I really <laughs> yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I don't, uh, you just you can't you can't game plan for Aaron Rodgers. He the the way the way he can put the ball on his receivers' back shoulders and. The way he can improvise, the way he draws penalties, uh, no one, no one could possibly simulate Aaron Rodgers, and, I, and he's at the peak of his powers right now, and he's the reason why I think Green Bay advances tomorrow night. Yeah, you know what, John, you're exactly right. But what's really amazing to me is he does a, a lot of that like off balance. Yeah, like he's he's that like well balanced. He's like. He, he could be going in any direction. He could be backpedaling forward. He could be on one foot. And yet he still is able to put that ball exactly where he wants to. That's amazing. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I have a ton of Packers futures. My only, the only thing, if they lose this game, that I think he, it's, I'm telling myself if he loses this game, he'll come to Denver. So that's what I'm, <laughs> what I'm telling myself because I think he'd be out of there if they if they lose this it would be heartbreaking for a season where they, they they are definitely the favorites. But I'm I'm scared, so we'll see. Should be a great game. I'm I'm with you, Jay. Saturday night. I love I love. We have a whole weekend full of football. We can watch a great game Saturday. Wake up su- Sunday for the early game. 
which I think will be another great game. Uh, the Rams head to Tampa Bay. Line's currently three and forty-seven and a half. Jay, is this game? Is this going to be like Monday night football for you, regular season? Or are you? Are people going to bet Saturday and then get through Saturday and start betting Sunday? Or are you already seeing a lot of action on these Sunday games? Well, I, I think uh, just looking at ticket counts, you can tell which ones are being played Saturday and which ones are playing <laughs> on Sunday uh, as they, uh, you know, bet according to uh, date and time. Um, but it will certainly shift over and the focus will, you know, uh, will be on Sunday come Saturday night and Sunday morning out here in the Pacific time zone. The time of the first game isn't until noon, which is great for us. And then the second game starts uh, at 3.30. But uh, the, this this game, the Buccaneers, we opened at 2.5. And, and it was certainly pushed. The market pushed it to 3. I wouldn't say necessarily say that was sharp action because we've had some big plays on both sides here as we are currently standing at Buccaneers minus 3 even money. So it's not a true minus 3, uh, but it pushed it off 2.5 to get to this point. And I'm looking at the tick, ticket count, very, very even. Now, we did take a huge play on the, the Rams earlier this uh, week, and the money is kind of out of whack. But if I was to take that big bet out of the picture, the money and the ticket count would be almost 50-50. Wow. John, what, uh, what do you guys think about? Do you guys care about this game, or do you guys have a preference as far as futures or anything, or what do you think? Uh, this, it seems like an even game. I don't know how to bet this game. Well, we're trying to get the Rams out of there. Uh, you know, in our future book in Nevada, the teams we were exposed to coming into the playoffs were New England and the Rams. New England's out, so now we're just trying to get trying to get the Rams out of there. As far as the game is concerned, we're watching uh, Bucks on on Sunday morning against Philadelphia. Really didn't think they looked that good, and the consensus in our risk room was, man, the Bucks would be a good fade next week. We'll probably get a nice number on the Rams or the Cowboys at Tampa Bay. And then the Rams go out and they destroyed the Cardinals on Monday night. And now the, the number is pretty low. I think it's a pretty low to, to play plus three minus 120 doesn't really tempt me too much on the Rams going up against Brady. Did have very sharp money come in under 48 and a half. That was yesterday. And that moved. Now we have the total at 47 and a half. But now I don't I don't really see anything to play here on the side in this game. Just a good yeah. game to watch. Yeah, feels like a good morning game. To get a setup for the late game, let's go to the late game, which I think is the best game of the weekend. And you know how much I think it's the best weekend? I'm actually flying out to Kansas City to watch this game. I, I got to see this matchup in person. So I'll be in Kansas City to see the Bills play the Chiefs. Current line, one and a half, total 54. Jay, is, is this just going to – are we going to get a shootout? Or, or what do you think about this game? Well, we had a long – probably too long of discussion when we were trying to set the line for this one as we had anywhere from pick to two and a half. And I think there was a three out there as well. We uh, finally agreed after a lengthy uh, debate, which John and I kind of got frustrated about. We're like, let's just post a number and move it. Okay, let's go. And kinda we got, finally kind of got frustrated with. I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I think what I texted the group was Jesus Christ, just pick a number and turn the betting on already. Yeah. So are we, I mean, are we allowed to say that on the on the show? I mean, it was like, well, we were, we were splitting hairs over like half a point and ten cents for about an hour. Uh, I, I was ready to go. I, I was ready to 
I was ready to write some money. <laughs> uh, yes, both of us were in that same group, and we did say, yeah. just let's post a number and move it. And sure enough, we post two and a half on the Chiefs, and we're currently setting at one and a half. So I, I think that was a, pretty much a consensus number where we were uh, at some time during that hour discussion. But uh, looking at looking at this uh, game and just looking at the betting patterns, you look at the money, it's very similar to the Rams and Buccaneers. We haven't really had sharp money come in on this game yet, uh, but the ticket count and the money are very well balanced. And uh, I think it's probably going to be the, the, the biggest bet game of the weekend. Uh, it's the last game. It's going to be interesting to see how this matures as we get closer to uh, – kickoff but the total itself we opened at 53 and a half we are currently at 54 market has a couple of 54 and a halfs out there as long as i think it's just going to be cold but uh with these two teams i wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to see it bump up just a little bit on the total side Mm -hmm. john i I remember regular season bills went into kansas city and kicked their butts i mean i know the the chiefs defense has gotten a lot of better since then and I think the the bill the Bills bandwagon kind of fell apart mid season, but it is full again after last week's thumping of the Patriots. Uh, is this game? I mean, I don't know what to play. I mean, I'm going to the game, so you know I got to bet it. <laughs> Even if I wasn't going to the game, I still got to bet it. But uh, is this is this the chance for the Bills to to go possibly lose another Super Bowl, or, or do you think the Chiefs can hold on at home here? I think the Bills, like we talked about, all Green Bay, everything's there for the taking for Green Bay. Buffalo, in my opinion, is the best team in the AFC, and everything the table's set for for the Bills right now. Um, I was advocating for a little bit of a lower number during that hour and a half conversation Jay was joking about because I remember the way their first game was bet. All the sharp guys bet Buffalo in that game, and I saw the way that the games were bet last weekend. The sharp guys bet Buffalo against New England, and the sharp guys bet Pittsburgh against Kansas City. Didn't get there for them. But I was expecting to see the, the, the sharper play come in on the Bills. That doesn't mean that Kansas City can't win. You're ta- I mean, the game's in Arrowhead. Chiefs could easily win the game. But I, I do think that the Bills are, are where the sharp guys are looking to play this week. I want to know how you – how much money does the Superbook Sports Podcast pay you that you can go to a Chiefs-Bills <laughs> – you, know. like you know how unique this is to get a matchup? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the NFL. I think we all agree on that, but – Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, are number two and number three, however you want to order them. And we get yeah. to see these we get to see these two guys go head to head in the divisional playoff round. That's pretty unique uh, to have a quarterback matchup this great this early in the postseason, and to have our own podcast host at the game reporting uh, that's live. Pretty cool, man. It's, uh, that's going to be it's an awesome <laughs> game, man. That's a that's a game that could go either way. Whoever wins that game is going to be favored in the next round. Even if it's in Tennessee, the winner on Sunday night will be favored the following Sunday in the AFC Championship game. So, Matt, just a massive game, split action, great handle. Can't say enough good things about that game. And remarkably, nobody has COVID. What a, what a lucky love break it. that is. Very lucky. <laughs> I love it. You know what, Jay? Let me ask you real quick. I don't know. I, 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 this is kind of out of nowhere, so you might not be ready. But I, you guys do have an AFC, NFC Super Bowl lineup now. Do you have that, or are we too deep into the playoffs to do that? You're just going to wait for the actual matchup? Yes, we do. It's something that we uh, offer throughout the season, as you mentioned, and we adjust it every single week. It, it's always a tough one to book uh, as uh, we have a lot of different opinions and a lot of different factors to think about. 
I believe we have NFC right now at minus one and a half. Uh, even though we think the Packers are the top-ranked team uh, in the NFL, it's something that uh, we have to um, you know, shade down a bit because there's no guarantee that the Packers make this game. But the, and right now, the NFC is just a slight favorite over the AFC. Is that something you take a lot of action on throughout the year? And if it is, is it mainly sharp money or is that public betting that? It's a good mixture. We get a lot of sharps playing it, uh, you know, week in, week out. I'd say periodically. Mm-hmm. The, the general public, they also have, uh, you know, uh, a say in it as well as it accumulates a lot of tickets over the course of the season. This episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. Clean yourself into the new year with their brand-new ultra-clean body wash. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Support the Superbook Sports Podcast this new year and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. It's time for The Big Ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the SuperBook? Oh, yeah. We've already taken a bunch of big ones. We had a guy uh, a guy played Tennessee minus three for 90000 early in the week. That's what first moved us up to three and a half. Uh, we, take, we, took, we took multiple big bets on Tennessee, to tell you the truth. We had a guy come in and take San Francisco plus six for 50000 That moved us down to, to five and a half there. New player came in, and, and he wanted 50000 on the Rams at plus three, minus 110. We gave that to him. You know, it's, it's about a week and a half later, but we did have a guy, you know, Jay was talking about that NFC-AFC uh, Super Bowl future bet we have. We got a guy that bet 30000 on the NFC at Pick'em. Back, uh, I think during during the last week of the regular season, so a uh, pretty significant bet there in that pool. So a lot yeah. of a lot of big action. Most of the big money is going to come in this weekend. You know, that's yeah. what we saw last week. Like, like I got the. I think the biggest bet we took last week was a guy put laid two hundred thousand on the Rams, and he did that on Monday. So most of your really significant tickets are going to come in the day of the game. Hey yeah. John, have have you ever bet that proposition yourself, AFC versus NFC? I don't think I ever have because I, I change my opinion too often. That would drive me crazy. That like, let's just say, if I were to bet the AFC in week three, by week six or seven, I might have a different opinion on it. Yeah, I've never bet that, but I I always remember the the year that I was a teller here was the year that New England was eighteen and zero going into the Super Bowl, and during the the harrowing bye week, the two weeks between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl, there was this guy that would come to my window and he would do all these college basketball NBA parlays. And every parlay, every single parlay he did, he ended it with uh, with AFC money line. So I, you know, I said that wrong. It was during the playoffs. It was before the Super Bowl matchup was set. So the whole month of January, he's just parlaying every college basketball NBA parlay, hockey parlay. It's going to AFC money line. And I'm sure we all remember how the Super Bowl turned out for the AFC that year. Yeah. Well, he was probably on the right side, though, going in, though. I mean, what oh, you would call the Patriots, how big a favorite were they in that game? Well, the, the money line came down so much because everybody was on Giants' oh. money line. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that. I mean, mathematically, Patriots' money line was a great bet in that game because they were almost a two-touchdown favorite, and you could bet them on the money line at, like, less than 400. Didn't work out too well. No, Didn't work out does. too well. <laughs> that was probably one of our worst years uh, booking the NFL 
in the in the Super Bowl. We actually yeah. lost that Super Bowl, and we lost. I mean, when when the, all the props were posted and everything, I think we sh- showed a, a very small small profit, which mm-hmm. again is not going to pay the bills. But it was very frustrating for us because when the Patriots were destroying everybody, you know, the bookmakers were trying to catch up. And the lines were just not big enough. And it got to a point where I think they were like a 21-and-a-half-point favorite over the Eagles at one time. Yeah, but from, Sunday night. From, yeah, from that one point, then they started not covering, mm-hmm. and we couldn't catch up again. So we started losing on the Patriots. I don't know how much money we lost on the Patriots during the regular season, but that continued through the Super Bowl as all we needed were the Patriots to win that game. And, of course, you know, we know what happened, but everybody was betting the Giants. Everybody was betting them on the money line. And all we needed was the Patriots to to hold on there, and they couldn't do it. One of the more frustrating seasons that I I can remember. Brent, you know that 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 Super Bowl Sunday was my last day as a teller. After that game, Jay felt that he needed my my expertise in a more uh, significant role. (laughs) So I was got promoted, huh? I was promoted right after that. That was my last day running tickets. Was that Super Bowl against the Giants? Cashing out all those Giants bets. Yeah. Well, the truth of the matter is, Brent, (laughs) I went on vacation a week uh, after the uh, Super Bowl, and I came back, and they promoted John (laughs) without my approval. (laughs) And the next, I had no recourse at that time. So. Um, I think I think what Jay said was, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a real uh, a real nice welcome to the, to the to the management team. I love it. Well, you know what they ha- they had good foresight because right then was about when UFC was gaining steam, and and let's move on to that in the what else section. John, you're our UFC guy on the show here. Looks like uh, big fights this weekend in Anaheim. Um, I'll let you go over them. I, I I'm looking at the lines here. The heavyweight, uh, the one it looks like gains. Maybe dollar fifty-five take back thirty-five, and then Moreno's eighty take back sixty. What are your thoughts on these fights? I I think I might actually watch them after this football game, so it could be a, a good nightcap to a, what should be a great game, a great day of sports. Well, UFC two seventy, you got a great co-main event and a, just a terrific main event. And you mentioned it, Cyril Gane and Francis Ngannou. We opened this fight like a pick'em. And we had all these sharp guys betting on Gone. They pushed him all the way up. We got as high as minus 165 on that fight, including one guy bet 30,000 to win 20,000 on, uh, on Gone when, when we had him at minus 150. So, but once we got up to minus 165, our most respected UFC better took, took Francis Nagano plus 145. And we brought the price back down by 10 cents. So sharp money pushed Gone all the way up, but our best UFC guy took the dog in this, in this fight. I'm always wary of betting favorites in heavyweight fights because obviously, you know, the, these guys have so much power. If Francis Nagano lands a big shot, this fight is over. Mm-hmm. So I, I have been a little surprised to see the price go as high as it has. But uh, we, like I said, we open this fight more like a pick 'em. We think it's more like a toss-up type fight. So a little surprised to see it steam up like this. Great main event, and I agree with you. It kind of the timing should line up well. The timing should line up well if you, you watch the, the Green Bay game and then you can flip over and catch the, catch the pay-per-view of UFC 270. Yeah, and if you happen to be in Colorado, we are doing a UFC 270 watch party at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk. It'll start around 7 p.m. Uh, after the NFL game finishes. So if you're anywhere near Colorado, come see us. Uh, Jay, another quick update on this Arizona 
on the Arizona app. Um, I saw you guys did some more odds boosts, Cardinals and Suns. It's a good time to have the Suns out in Arizona. They look good. So I, I definitely recommend uh, if, if you're in Arizona, get on the app and get some of these Suns odds boosts, right? That I feel like they're going to be making a run towards the title here. Yeah, John's been trying to give away money in Arizona, but he's failing. Every time we do an odds boost in Arizona, whether it's on the the Suns or the Cardinals, it it seems to lose, and the, the Cardinals were losing down the stretch. But uh, those were pretty good odds boosts. I mean, we were given things, you know, maybe even maybe five times more than what they should have been. Uh, but uh, Arizona's going very well. I'm glad you mentioned the UFC watch party to, up at the uh, Lodge in Blackhawk in Colorado. Brant, I think that's going to be a, a great event for those uh, down in that area. We, we also have an event uh, tonight, uh, Friday night, at the uh, CC, Colorado College, DU hockey game. As uh, we got a, a lot of our crew out there, some executives out there in the Denver as we're, uh, you know, we're, we're a partner of DU, and we'll have a lot of things going on there tonight as well. That's awesome. That's a big rivalry game. That place will be rocking. So if you hear this late afternoon, get to that game because it'll be fun. And it's so cool you guys partnered with them because that's a great place to walk, watch hockey. Um, all right. Well, I think that'll do it for this week. We'll let you guys get back to work. I know the Sharps are always betting when we're recording, so you got to get back in there and, and see what Rex has messed up, old, old Cincinnati Rex, <laughs> see what he's in there doing. But uh, as always, <laughs> guys, <laughs> that's what I call him since he, uh, he, uh, he talked me into mortgaging my house on that Cincinnati-Bama game that didn't go too good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rex is a, Rex is a very uh, opinionated young man. Uh, he's a good – you know what? Let's give him a shout out. He's a good Twitter follow if you want to see oh, someone excellent, who's, excellent. who's very sharp, but it feels like he's on the verge of a meltdown all the time. Give Rex a, a follow <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, anything else, boys? Or we'll wrap it up. You got anything before we get out of here, Jay or John? No, I, I, I love the people of Arizona, Jay. I mean, I love I love <laughs> I, had a, I had a great time in Phoenix. Uh, I've had some fun times in Scottsdale. I love the good people of Arizona. That's why I was trying to give them some money out of my wallet and the Cardinals just totally, totally let us down. But we'll do some more stuff. We'll do some more stuff in Arizona and Colorado and New Jersey. A lot more odds boost. Always check that odds boost tab. See what we're offering. Yeah, no matter what jurisdiction you're in, whether New Jersey, Colorado, and uh, Arizona, of course. Uh, but uh, check that odds boost screen. Uh, we're always offering, trying to give some money away. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, spring training, and we'll probably have some things going on down there uh, in Arizona and, uh, as usual, in Colorado and uh, in New Jersey. So, as John said, keep an eye on it. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, John. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take care, Brent. Thanks, Brent. All right. That'll do it for another week of the Superbook Sports Podcast. Uh, like I said, you can come see us. Come come to the watch party. Uh on Saturday, UFC 270, or just come to the lodge anytime, hang out. It's a beautiful room. All the games will be on, football, basketball, hockey, baseball, anything you want, it'll be on. And uh, if you're in Vegas, come to the Westgate and hang out with us. I appreciate you guys that have, have followed my lead here and, and gave us five-star reviews, left comments, subscribed. I see the numbers going up, so we appreciate that. That always helps the show. And you can follow us on Superbook Sports on all social or go to superbook.com. And we will be back next week with the AFC NFC Championship games. If I survive my trip to Kansas City, I will be here. <laughs> I better be back. But I'm looking forward to next week. We are getting to the heart of it. 
And if you know anything about the Westgate, you know we always have the most Super Bowl props. So after next week, uh, we will have two weeks to get into that. So I'm really looking forward to that. So keep listening, and uh, good luck this week with your bets, and we will talk to you next week. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win! You get a win! Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you were going to give me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. This episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. Clean yourself into the new year with their brand-new ultra-clean body wash. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Support the Superbook Sports Podcast this new year and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. 20, 20, 20.